1: Hello and welcome to the Mirror Gaming walkthrough. It's yes, it's another walkthrough again. It's Wednesday. I hope everyone's having a lovely week. Uh, it's the spicy news show, full of spicy topics uh, and the hottest news. Uh, I will try and get through that without absolutely butchering it next time. Sorry. Uh, we've got some great topics for you today. We're talking about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. We gave it five out of five in our review, and Aaron's going to tell us why uh, that is. We also talk. We're also going to talk about EU regulators approving microsoft's acquisition of activision blizzard even though the uk's regulators haven't that's a bit spicy we'll also be talking about the asus orgy ally as jasmine has reviewed it for us which is great we'll also talk about fortnite removing trios really we'll be discussing all that and much more in this week's walkthrough uh, roll those intro everyone thinks he or she is the best football expert on the planet i just playing for pride now and my prize gun. We're very passionate people
2: here. i oh, well. Hello. Uh, We're ready to come for the W, yeah? You,
1: you, these girls will smoke you, man.
2: Yeah.
1: Hello and welcome uh, once again to the Mirror Game Walkthrough. I'm delighted to be joined this week by Jasmine Banana and Aaron Potter. How are you,
0: guys? You all right?
2: Yeah, doing good. Doing good. Happy Wednesday
0: yeah and to you H- happy wednesday or when i was young it was known as orange wednesdays because it was two for one at the cinema oh. so happy orange wednesday with the panther plan
1: with the panther plan oh yes
0: oh was Those it days. i wasn't actually yeah. i wasn't
1: ever with orange i'll hold my hands up now. oh okay oh. nor am i with why Mira Why did that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that reference then um but yeah True uh fun. we're live aren't we are live are not we i yeah should have should have done a better job of the intro sorry guys uh but we are live so, so it's a lot of pressure that comes from hosting yeah, the podcast man i know can't that, do it so. again but that's the site behind the curtain right if you mess We're up it's it. live everyone gets to see it so uh but yeah we've got some really really good topics to talk about today but let's start with the biggest topic of all which is that zelda the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom is out uh we obviously spoke about it a little bit on last week's show but the review embargo hadn't dropped and we couldn't talk about really who was reviewing it for us because it was all it was all a bit cloak and dagger but uh, aaron potter did review it for us uh, aaron's on the show today to discuss it um uh, and the news has dropped today that the game has sold 10 million copies worldwide in three days making it the fastest selling game in the history of the long-running franchise which is like incredible um Aaron did our review for us, as I said last week, gave it five out of five. I'm just going to read a short excerpt from his review, but it's live on the mirror.co.uk forward slash gaming website. You can have a read of that there. Uh, And it's also on the Mirror Gaming YouTube channel as well. Uh, But he he talks about uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom completely won me over by the time I reached that first dungeon. And there's sure to be a moment like that for all players, be it in the sky, within Hyrule itself, or elsewhere. Ooh, bit of intrigue there. Um... Obviously, we played it on stream as well. Last Thursday, I played half an hour, and then we played a couple of hours on Friday uh, as well. Um, but Aaron, let's start with you. You reviewed the game for us. You spent the most time with it out of anyone on the team, maybe anyone in the world at this point. Um, maybe not by I this I won't go that far. Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just give, give us your initial impressions from your review and, and what you thought of the game.
0: Well... First of all, I just want to ask the the people that are watching: Were my acting skills good last week? Hello, Nathan. You're all right, mate. Hello. Um, yeah, good. because obviously <laughs> <laughs> we, we did have to have a little preview discussion where uh, where I was actually playing the full game, and it, it broke my heart to lie to you guys, but I did it for your own benefit. Hopefully, you're out there now exploring the game, enjoying it uh, as much as I did. Yeah, as Nathan said, I gave it a five out of five, and I was kind of shocked because. Not to lift the the curtain uh, too much, but, I, I you know, Nathan uh, put me on the review, which I was more than happy to do. Um, and I literally told him, I said, there is a chance that I could give this game, if you can believe it, a four out of five. Not the full five out of five, because <gasps> I know, I know. And there are some people out there that did that and more power to them. And honestly, loads of respect to them, because I was never the Breath of the Wild is a masterpiece kind of guy. So to, to, to pick up the sequel, like I said, six years in the making, we've been poring over it for so long. And to finally dig into all those surprises and see that just what Nintendo had been doing all that time, rather than sort of giving us a new Hyrule, which wouldn't really make sense uh, to, to explore and navigate. They literally just redefined the world around these four new powers being ultra hand recall, ascend and fuse. And now that I know that, and anyone who's read my review or watched the video um, will know like it's kind of crazy how late they left it to reveal those powers it, I think it was like one or two months before and that me and Nathan sat down on this here YouTube channel and watched Anuma give that ten minute gameplay presentation where he oh, and literally my first reaction is live on the on the channel now is oh, I'm not sure about this I'm not sure about this, but lo and behold, always have faith in Nintendo I said I'd eat my words and no 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 no, I'm definitely eating them. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is a five out of five. And I was kinda hoping that I'd get Jasmine to crack with a laugh by doing that noise, but it didn't seem to work unless she muted herself. But no, then Nathan, it's I, a really good I thing. was
2: laughing and I was I was muted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that was I like thought the, so. the worst joke as well. I don't know why. No
0: no no no, no, no 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 that's the thing. You embarrass <laughs> so, yourself when you when you laugh at jokes I like know, that.
2: I know I do, I really do yeah
0: but uh, obviously nathan we played it on stream day one when it came out we played it twice i've seen that intro sequence no less than four times now (laughs) but it is good Uh, are you enjoying the game from what you've played so far because i think truth be told you were well more excited than i was for tears
1: i don't know about that
0: um i was a bit
1: i think when we talked about when we talked about it obviously reacted to the one of the last reveal trailers as well i think we talked about i was still sort of I was still hung up on the map situation.
2: I was going to say, as yeah. an external party, when I heard you guys talking about it, it did seem like, Aaron, you were way more excited about it. You oh, already really? pre-ordering and everything, when Nathan was still like, I don't know if I'm going to pre-order it or yeah, That's because I'm, I'm an idiot. Yeah. No, but I think that you were, you were more excited about it than Nathan was. Obviously. Yeah. Even though Nathan is a diehard Zelda fan and everyone knows that, he was still sceptical yeah. about it.
1: Yeah, I think I was, but only for only for very, like, specific reasons, to be honest. It was more to do with the sort of the map situation for me that I was just sort of worried that by not having a completely new world to explore, it was going to sort of ruin that experience of, I suppose, like, you know, a brand new game that's, what is it, six years after Breath of the Wild? Like, I've completed Breath of the Wild. Like, I'm very familiar with the high, that high rule. So I sort yeah. of I was a bit worried about if there's going to be enough new map to explore and to sort of keep me keep me engaged. Um, but I think the bit that won me over was when we was exploring was exploring. This is just me messing around in the in the menus <laughs> on our stream. Gotta show the
0: menu on Mirror Gaming. Absolutely,
1: always show the menu. Show the, menu. Uh, the bit that got for me was when the Temple of Time. When I heard the phrase Temple of Time, I was I was I was in. I was absolutely in that kind of nostalgia. I, lo- I love how, for, uh, look, I haven't played it nearly as much as Aaron and nearly as much as the next guy, but I think just hearing those sort of iconic names from Ocarina of Time, which is my favourite Zelda game of all time um, still, because uh, I haven't completed Tears of the Kingdom yet, so we'll have to see how that ranks <laughs> afterwards. But um, just see, having that nostalgia mixed with the new world, mixed with the sky islands and a couple of other new new maps uh, that we won't go into today just to avoid any spoilers but um i'm really looking forward to playing it i'm really looking forward to completing it exploring the world exploring the new maps and like you said Aaron the the d word dungeons yes uh yes i'm really which looking nin- forward to that
0: which nintendo itself obviously spoke about in its own q and a and i yes. can't remember if um i i do mention dungeons in the, the in my review but i, I it must have been around the similar time that they announced it. Yeah, obviously there's still secrets in there, but I was surprised to even hear them say that. And I've heard some people, you know, we've had a we're a week out from when the game released now, which is wild because it feels like it's been longer from the amount yeah. of content I've seen from this game already and the creations that people are making, obviously. Um and I, I, it's, it's interesting hearing criticism because there's people still saying like, well, they are dungeons, but are they dungeons? And I'm like, I don't know what you want. People. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. they're better than the divine beasts to, for, to me. They're literally, they're not called dungeons. They're called temples, but they each riff on a different theme. And the reason people are complaining that they're not real dungeons, and this might be like a, you know, a very small minority, is the fact that it's not the whole, get the map, get the compass, get the small key, get the big key. But locking like certain sections of the te- temple slash dungeons off just wouldn't make sense for a game like this where mm. the whole idea is to do anything and purposely break the game like within reason like in a game where you can shoot up to any surface instantly how do you contain a, a, the player in like one room yeah not to go off on like too much of a, ta- a tangent but um you know i just think it's interesting that nintendo have dropped one of the best sequels ever made and people are still finding fault in it yeah
1: yeah i think i think something that i really i'm really interested to talk to you about Aaron, is when we watch the reaction to some of the new powers um particularly uh fuse the fuse power you were sort of like it's cool but is it zelda like mm. do i do i want that in a zelda game like you you were very sort of like on the fence about it like even even stronger than that maybe 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 a little bit against like oh i'm not sure if that needs it um have you have you been won over by by that
0: when you say fuse do you mean fuse or ultra hand can I are you talking about like vehicles and stuff
1: yeah do I mean ultra hand I think you mean ultra hand but yeah. oh, that's through. confusing, confusing. Though, the fuse and
0: yeah so, yeah ultra hand. it seems it seems like it should be like the same Power, but I think yeah. was it Jasmine? You were you were talking on, on our like day one stream, and you were asking if I could like, att- or if Nathan could attach like ten sticks together, yeah, like just yeah. keep on fusing, 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 fusing. They don't let you go that far. But uh, in terms the, of the, isn't the that the whole
2: point of stuff like fusing? And no, but I mean, that's what I meant with fuse with sand, the weapons. To yeah. be sandboxy, so you can like put whatever you want together. If you're going to be able to make a car or like that weird contraption where you were like hooking yourself onto a pipe and like sliding down, why are there limits to it?
0: There aren't limits know. to ultra hand. What you're both describing, I think, is ultra hand, which is literally the... Does that mean that you can fuse 10 sticks together?
2: together? Does that mean I can join what? 10 <laughs> sticks together?
0: This, this is the confusing thing. So fuse only relates to weapons and ultra hand
2: is so everything else make, in the world. So I can't make a really long stick and use this weapon to hit someone no. from really far away. You
0: can only attach so one there are thing limits. For one weapon.
2: What I'm hearing, what I'm hearing What you there is are there limits.
0: But before we get off on another tangent, because this is what Jasmine does, like Nathan, it's uh, if we're talking Ultra Hand, it it has won me round because it's not like it's not what the game's about. It's there, and Nintendo have like taken extra special care to make sure that it works and is so creative and so complex, and you can literally connect anything, anything that's not a weapon together. But um. It's not the whole point of the game, which was my fear. I thought it was going to be like, make your own fun and off you go. I'm like, well, I don't want to make my own fun. But it turns out that the controls are so simple. And I agree with what JD in the chat is saying. I I believe you said that the controls with hand are a bit finicky. Like for the first four or five hours or so, it was very finicky, just spinning them around on the X and Y axis to get them to stick how you want to. Um, And... That was that was my fear, and I mentioned that in the review as well. But after you know you get into the rhythm of it, and you find the groove, and really, this guy's the limit. Literally yeah. in this <laughs> game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> nice, very nice. Um, yeah, I think uh, I thank you very much for everyone who's in the in the chat and watching the stream. Um, thank you so much, everyone. We've got Scott in the in the chat as usual. Um, Scott said the Temple of Time was in Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, I know, I know it was, but I, th- I feel like. I feel like it was just sort of placed there and you never really go back to it again. Um, but yeah, I, d- I just felt like it was a little little bit different in, uh, in Tears of the Kingdom. It was more of a, it was a grander spectacle. Aaron, I don't know if you'd agree with that. It was more of a, a grander spectacle this time well, around.
0: I, I'll, I'll level with you, Nathan. I don't think, like I like I said, Breath of the Wild, I didn't love, love. well, did I love it? I liked it. I, I put in like my 40, 50 hours and then I bounced. Mm. And 40, 50 hours is like a, decent chunk of time yeah well, i don't think i ever came across the temple of time at all in breath of the Wild. i couldn't tell you where it is wasn't so... it on
1: the gr- the start
0: bit the, what, the
1: initial Plateau? The, yeah the very first like church wasn't that I don't see see <sighs> scott it? this is what we're
0: talking about if aaron put 50 hours into the game and he can't remember it was it in it at all it's like you know but, but that's okay. the worrying thing even about well, worrying but the Tears of the kingdom like god knows how many hours i've put into it now yeah but you know there's still so much Again, relating to certain things that we probably shouldn't talk about, even though it's out there now. And people did mention it in their reviews, which I was quite shocked to see. But um, it's sort of like people are going to be playing this for upwards of 500 hours and still discovering new stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing about Zelda games,
1: isn't it? There's just so much to explore, so much to do. And I've seen so many people, especially on social media, say, like, I completed this specific shrine Mm. in a way that I wasn't supposed to complete it because uh, yeah, yeah. you can literally do things that weren't sort of meant you can tell that the developers have put a lot of work into making the game sort of giving you the creative abilities throughout the game that you, you can create anything like we said before um and that's what something that we showed in on the stream uh to get to a certain place um I worked, I'll, I'll probably skip skip through it as one of you guys are talking so i'm not i'm not um i'm not you know interrupting the stream but there was one bit where i was meant to go to like a a higher bit and there was obviously a, the right path but instead i stuck like four logs together and just climbed up it to get to get to where i needed yeah, that yeah. felt like oh i shouldn't have been able to do that but then you also think oh was that meant to happen but i think they just let they've just let the player base be as creative as possible, and to get around these new challenges, and that's something that's that's really exciting as well. If, if you had those sort of moments, Aaron, where you like, oh, I'm not sure, like, was this the right way, but I've done it anyway, but like, I've done it in a oh, bit of a
0: weird way. Absolutely, and for for boring like press reasons that I won't get into. Basically, after I've reviewed the game, I've started a new save on my Nintendo Switch, which is quite nice because. Uh, I'm doing is literally what you described. Like, I'm doing a couple of the same shrines again in similar areas. And in a lot of cases, I'm completing them totally differently from how mm. I did the first time, either because I can't remember or I just want to sort of like, oh, I didn't give that a go. Um, and it's funny, like it encourages the experimentation like that. And I've seen a, an image. I sent an image to my friend. I don't know if it's possible to get it up here, but it's basically, it's a, it's the Tears of the Kingdom cover. And instead of The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, it's they've somebody's retitled the game i did not know you could do that like and it's like <laughs> yeah. that is the name of the game or is what it should yeah. be because you're constantly surprising yourself yeah. and like we i think it was live on stream which the news article broke that somebody had uh completed the game in like just over an hour and a half like one hour yeah. 34 minutes and i bet that's reduced now um obviously that's not how you're meant to play the game but it just says yeah. a lot about it. you can play this for an hour or you can play it for 500 hours and yeah. yeah. so yeah th- absolutely so
1: this is the bit i found the bit on stream where i couldn't. I think probably because that time is limited uh I felt like it was gonna yeah. be a really long sort of way to get up to the top, and I couldn't climb it, so i just i just built I built my very own sort of climbing frame little thing. Uh, and Nathan, few, this is what yeah. I
0: did on my second playthrough as well.
1: Like, uh, was it? I was just because the easier. Nathan
0: Bliss strategy. There yeah. you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. That, that's right, mate. Thank,
1: Thank you very much. much. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I use the uh, the Ultra Hand ability. I can see Jasmine like
0: watching this. And, I mean, what is this? Does this look so, fun, Jasmine? Are you uh, are you digging no, this? No. Well, I think Jasmine's been far too quiet. Like me and I, you, obviously, me and you, Nathan, are positive. Go on. You
2: guys are talking, talking, and I am kind of biting my tongue because there's so much I want to say about Zelda. I don't know that I should say to the general public in case I get attacked. But (laughs) I'll say it anyway. And you guys have to promise me that you'll keep me safe in case I get flocked. But promise. I I just I just don't get it. I really don't get it. Like I watched you guys stream it for hours. I read so many reviews. I just it's just not, it's not working for me. Something's not working for me. It's not clicking. It's not. It doesn't seem fun. I don't get. It's how not it... your. It's not your thing. I'm yeah, and I want it to be my thing so badly because I want to. I feel like I'm missing out on something, but I'm just not getting it. I'm did really you, not understanding.
0: Did you play Breath of the Wild, Jasmine? Did you give it a no. go? No,
2: no, I didn't. No. I think I tried Ocarina of Time. um the Totally different game, but yeah, 3DS remake, and that me i think i spoke about this on stream before but i spent a really long time in the starting village trying to find the starting sword and i couldn't find it and i got really frustrated and i finally found it and i was like yeah okay i found it now it's been like three hours i found it i'm gonna put <laughs> a pin in this come back to it never went back to it so i don't know if it's just like because i'm not i don't have the patience to sit and solve puzzles but yeah. I don't know, something about this game is not clicking with me. It's just, it seems so boring. I'm so sorry to say. Watching you guys stream it, I was actually just like, this doesn't look fun. And you guys were so excited about it. And I was like, I want to understand why, but my brain just isn't, it's not, it's not working for me. Well, I've
0: got good news news for you, Jasmine, because Mm -hmm. I'm a sucker, like I said, and I fully bought into this game. To the extent that I bought the collector's edition. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. Here, oh, no. here we Look go. Look at this. So let, I do... let me put it in Let's
1: full,
2: screen. Game on full screen. Yeah, there we, there we go. go.
0: So I do, in fact, have two boxed copies of the game now. If you wanted to borrow one and give it a go. I'm Oh, that's so nice. Kind. Look at that. That's, that's what nice. I'm doing. And yeah. I honestly <laughs> think like, oh, just totally not my microphone. I honestly <laughs> think if you play the um, the opening Great Sky Temple section and then it's not for you, then you'll know it's not for you. I don't mm. know if you'd agree with that, Nathan, but you, by that yeah. point, you kind of get a yeah. sense of what the game wants you to do. Yeah,
1: I think I don't know if it's a. I'm not sure if it's like a generational thing because I don't. I don't know if anyone knows this, but we, me and Aaron are quite a bit older than Jasmine. I know we don't look it. We we look yeah. quite fresh-faced. Yeah, but... yeah we look that's younger, totally not a it's <laughs> totally
2: not a running joke on the on the podcast that people bring up whenever <laughs> anything is spoken about. But maybe maybe
1: because me and Aaron have grown up with. Zelda games, we've grown up with the N64, we've grown up with Nintendo consoles, we've grown up with the Ocarina of Time, the
0: Skyward Sword, the... Yeah. I grew games up with Mask. Nintendo
2: consoles, but I never played Zelda on them. Mm.
0: I was going to say, let me blow your mind, Nathan. My mm. first home Nintendo console, obviously I had a Game Boy, everybody yeah. did, and then a Game Boy Pants SP, was the Nintendo Wii. So... I didn't grow up with, like, Ocarina of Time. I don't 64. have mm. 64, yeah, I never had one. But I've obviously, I've since gone back and played Ocarina of Time and loved it. But you're right, maybe it is, like, in terms of that style of game, like, what's asked of you. Because God knows the amount of PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 games. I would I would play for, like, half an hour and be like, oh, I don't know what to do next now. So that's that game done. Yeah. And I think Zelda would, like, even just playing it today, like, classic Zelda. Mm. Yeah. there's That could happen so easily. Yeah, we've got a few comments in the chat. Um
1: Adam L says, got my pitchfork ready, Jasmine. Uh, let's hear it. That, oh, so that's been and gone. <laughs> oh, they're coming for me already. Uh, Connor, uh, is it Jasmine, fresh in with the bad taste. They're coming for um, me already. <laughs> <laughs> but then JD, uh, I actually relate to Jasmine, actually. Thank I feel you, the JD. same about Elden Ring, sort of. Uh, and oh, yeah, then same. Miffy Miffy is also in the chat. Thanks a lot, uh, Miffy, for being in the chat. Uh, he says, I, like, I feel like for people who aren't familiar with Zelda, it doesn't look that impressive, but like, I want to be part. Of the Zelda gang.
2: That's what I'm saying. I fear I'm, on so glad, I'm so glad Mythia said this. That's what I'm saying. I feel like because Zelda is such a big release, right? People yeah. people are saying that this is gonna be the game of the decade, even mm. though we are less than three years in. People mm. are saying that this is gonna be the game. I just feel like I've really missed out. People are so excited about it, people are so hyped about it, like there's so much content going around about it, and I am just like completely in the dark, mm. not really. But, but how can you
0: say you're missing out if you're not even willing to give it a go? Do you know what I mean? Like I understand, like I, I'm not an Elden Ring guy. It's I'm not, not a Souls like guy willing at all.
2: Give it a go. It's just I have I've watched you guys play it and it doesn't seem interesting to me. And typically when I'm watching someone stream a game, that is an indicator to me whether I'm not going to be interested in it because that's what I've done in the past. Is that I've watched people play games before I've bought them. And I've watched you guys play it for hours because that whole stream you guys did, I watched the whole thing. And yeah. at no point did I think... And that was from the beginning as well. And at no point did I think, yeah, yeah, I want to mm. do that. I want to no. put four logs together and climb up a mountain. Do you know what I mean? Like It just no, didn't. Oh, man. i I, I hear you. Open yeah. world
0: fantasy. See that mountain? You can climb there. You can go there. It's I do incredible. kind of
2: like open, open world games. I really like Valheim. And I like the building in there. And it's kind of similar. Where you can just build stuff mm. like that. But it's like, there's no story there. You can just go and do whatever. There's no, like, you have to go and save this... Princess, and because she fell on a big hole or whatever, like <laughs> I don't know, something's yeah. just not clicking Although, for me.
1: Saying that, I felt the same with Elden Ring, Jasmine. I watched so many Elden Ring streams, different from different content creators, and I was just like, "Nah, this this just isn't for me." That sort of souls like experience. um But one day, I was just, uh, you know, got the Steam Deck, and I was like, "You know what? Give it a go." Bought it. And I just
2: like a crazy person.
1: Like a crazy person, yeah. But I I I'm hooked, honestly. Hooked. I I didn't quite understand it. But then as I kind of went through it, I was like, Oh, okay. And I started looking into the lore of it and then I am actually like, you know, getting quite into the the story and what's going on, like the the story that is there anyway. Um so, yeah, I mean, give it a go. Give it t- 20 minutes. If it's not for you, then it's not for you. There's plenty of other games out there for you to enjoy. That's the beauty of, of gaming these days. But That's I, I, another
2: well, thing that before Aaron has offered to lend me a copy of the game, I, I didn't want exactly to spend £60 pounds for yeah, a game a that I might yeah. not enjoy. That's
0: true. Yeah, yeah. That, that is that's where true. Nintendo falters, well, all three of the big platform holders falters, compared to Steam, which I've got yeah. mixed feelings about, because obviously that can be exploited on Steam as well, particularly mm-hmm. for those who make short games. But, yeah, like... There's not no really, not really any trouble. Sixty pounds is
2: a lot of money to commit to a game that you don't know if you're gonna like. It is a lot. Yeah, yeah. look how cool this is though, Jasmine. Look, I want to jet propel. Yeah, but I I could do this in like Gary's mod like ten years ago. Do You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I I didn't need to wait for this game to come out for me to be able to do this.
1: That's true. Uh, We've got Connor in the chat. I thought Aaron was your dad, Nathan. Uh, I feel like I've missed, out. I missed out on that. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, really? Oh, okay. Like it's all coming I out now, miss, Connor. I feel like I missed something there, Connor. Um, if you can fill me in, that'd be good. <laughs> um, uh, and then JD, I do feel like I get the feeling some critics will give these games 10 despite having a ve- very hard time with them.
2: 100%. Mm, a very hard time I with them? No.
1: What do you mean?
0: People like probably if, struggle. Let's ask JD, yeah.
2: People probably what? struggle with the game, like solving the puzzles and stuff like that, or just like mm. aren't enjoying it as much as they expected themselves to enjoy it. But then they just kind of like, because of the nostalgia, they kind of still have that love for it and then end up rating it quite highly. I'm not saying that's what everyone does, but there are definitely mm. some people that will do that.
1: Yeah. I do, I do yeah. think we should, um, the majority of games media, I feel like have enough integrity to not do that. maybe unconsciously i don't
2: think it's a conscious thing this is what i'm saying i think it's just subconscious that they have subconscious they have this like love for the franchise and i i totally get it because if i go into a game that's already an existing franchise Mm. and i just go into this game i'm not really thinking about whether or not the game is good or whatever this is just like as my personal experience playing games i don't think about whether or not the game is good or what what i'm doing in it i literally just oh my god yeah this game this is it like I'm just playing it. I'm just having a good time, regardless of whether or not the game's good.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting. Uh, Miffy's been very uh, cheeky in the comments. Uh, (laughs) Looks like phone graphics. Uh, (laughs) Does it come out on iPhone soon? Um, Yeah, I was going to ask you actually, Aaron. um, Yeah, would would the way obviously the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch now is a is an old piece of hardware, right? And they've obviously optimized the hell out of it to get this game looking how it looks, considering the hardware. But do you feel like do you feel like it would have been better on if it was graphically better, or do you think it just doesn't really add any... the the type of game it is, it
0: doesn't really need need that? I think Nintendo is it, it's kind of a stroke of genius setting it in the same high rule because it does mm. mean that the majority of the legwork like that first game, Breath of the Wild, was crafted so much around that hardware the nintendo yeah. switch i know it came out for the wii u as well and there's stuff in this game that enuma is on record as saying that they couldn't have done on the wii u so there are some improvements there but i think that's more like memory related as opposed to strict graphics fidelity or visuals um because i put it in my review like this game it's on par with breath of the wild there's me showing off my macaroni cheese by the way that was good I don't <laughs> what says. um macaroni cheese for the win looks bad um <laughs> um, so, like, I did. But your question is like, would this be improved if it looked better? And for that's me, my I'd point. Never, yeah, I've never really been a graphics guy, but I tell you what, I am becoming is this, is an FPS guy. Like, uh, you know, we were talking about the Redfall thing. Me and Jasmine did a stream a couple yeah. weeks ago, not to bring up the R word again, but like it, playing <laughs> a shooter was noticeably. Uh, I don't. I, I didn't think I'd ever hear
2: those words come out of your mouth. I like know that being an but, FPS guy.
1: That shocked me. I feel like I, know. I need yeah. to step back a minute. Because Primarily I just feel a console like, player. Yeah.
2: I just feel like you always play games where FPS isn't particularly important, mm. right? Like well,
0: It depends on the type of game. Like Zelda, 30 FPS. It's and fine. I'm having yeah. a whale of a time. Yeah, it's fine.
2: But, yeah.
1: What FPS are you running on? Paladins these days, Aaron?
0: Um, well, I play that on Switch as well. So I'm probably playing like sub 15 FPS, if I'm honest. Oh. But I still get those <laughs> kills, Nathan. Don't worry about that. That reminds <laughs> me, actually, I've got to transfer my save. Otherwise, I lose all my... Uh, oh, CDs. yeah. It's going away, isn't it? Unfortunately, Paladins. paladin support on Switch is going, not Paladins. Don't worry, still sticking (laughs) Uh, around. There you go. There you go. So, Uh, yeah, it it looks... I think Nintendo are the kings of art style, right? We saw that with Wind Waker when that originally released. Like, that people ripped into it at the time because it didn't look like Skyrim. And then, you know, which ones aged more gracefully, Wind Waker or Twilight Princess? I think it's going to be the exact same situation. 20 years from now, we're going to be looking back at Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, and think those games still are stunning.
1: Hmm.
0: I feel do confident saying that. Yeah. Okay. I do.
2: Interesting. I mean, I, I don't know whether or not to agree or disagree with you. Like, I just find that a, a, an interesting opinion. But I think that what it definitely comes down to is, like you're saying, it's like art style. It's the way that they've stylized yeah. the games. Because they're working with some pretty old hardware now, Nintendo, for the Nintendo Switch to release a game that looks this good. So much of it is down to the art style they've chosen because it's. Obviously, a significant improvement from from their first games, where yeah. Link's Nose was literally just a triangle on a circle. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it's not as is. It's never going to be as stunning as as some of the games that you get out now on like PC and and Xbox yeah. and PS five and stuff. But it's just but what the way stunning? that they've done it. Yeah, what I will say though <laughs> as well a, is what what, person, so. what we're forgetting
1: as well is this. Obviously, we had to connect um the console to a monitor to be able to stream this, right? Um, yeah, and. The most people are going to play this game on a handheld device, the Nintendo Switch, which has a smaller screen. And if it's on a smaller screen, the graphical fidelity matters so much less than if it's on a big screen. Yeah. On a n- Nintendo Switch, it lo- it looks amazing. Like Even on, like an OLED, for example, it looks great. And I'll it sort it of doesn't matter. Oh. It sort of doesn't matter about how good the graphics are compared to like a Warzone 2 or a Fortnite whatever because you it's looking at it on such a small screen that like you your eyes just wouldn't be able to tell the difference anyway at that on that resolution sort of thing um, so maybe we're not i mean blowing it up like this as you can see and there is a bit of screen tearing as well but that's from my um, that's from my
0: capture card
1: not from the game itself um, I, I, so I, pl-
0: I played and reviewed Star Wars jedi survivor recently on ps5 in performance mode and there's no way you'd catch me playing that game at 30 fps now so i played that performance and i still think it looked pretty good but there's no Mm -hmm. doubt in my mind that in 10 years we're going to look back at star wars jedi survivor and be like ah the graphics were good at the time and then we're going to look at this and be like oh yeah it's still got a lot of personality and charm because like the the game i always go back to is gta 4 Like at the time i was like oh wow that game looks incredible and you look go back to it now and it's like a brown foggy mess. Yeah. I think yeah. so
2: much of this this charm just comes from. Oh, like, Jasmine. I can't nostalgia. I'm about to log off
0: this stream saying charm and <laughs> in inverted quotes. I
2: can't <laughs> I, didn't I do I feel for the kids of today, I? Nathan. I don't I know. You did, that's like, rewind. I, have to <laughs> I I think it comes I think it just comes from nostalgia. It comes from people's love for the game. And that's why I feel like I'm missing out as well because I want to look back in ten years and be like, "Wow, this game has so much charm." But instead, I'm going to look back and be like, "Oh God, what is this?" Because I don't have any attachment to the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't well, have I any mean,
0: attachment to Wind Waker in particular because I didn't own a GameCube, but I still look at that and I'm like, Oof.
2: Yeah, but you've got an attachment to the franchise. Not necessarily. My first
0: Zelda game was Twilight Princess, and then I went back. But um, anyway, I, t- I take your point, and I just want to say in the chat. And then a I went Raid back. I've got love. no attachment yes. to
2: the franchise. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Well, what? what I mean what? is that I wasn't like a 4 or 5 year old kid opening like the Ocarina of Time at Christmas I, time. I, I didn't, like me. I didn't, yeah.
2: say, I didn't say that you have history with it. I'm saying that you you like the franchise. It's not about history. You like, like the franchise. Saying, you went out of the way and you played it oh, you and like you're, you're going to have an attachment. So you're going to it. like
0: every burger out there, aren't you? No. <laughs>
2: I'm not. <You> get some, <laughs> I almost thing. said a bad word then. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's Well,
1: breath, look, breath of the wild is nearly seven years old. It's almost ten years old now. We can look back at that and st- that. I mean, that was pretty good. Because it's
2: running on the same hardware as this game.
0: Yeah, Jasmine, yeah, did you say you didn't phone. want people to come and like, meet <laughs> you earlier because you're not doing a good job?
2: Right. Anyway, move on. Every anyway, every on. every
0: opinions a welcome. Opinion. We've got
1: some comments. We've got some comments. Um. So uh, uh, Jasmine is a Redfall stan now. Uh, I absolutely am. I can't believe how much we we talk about Redfall. (laughs) <laughs> After how, how much we pan the game, uh, it is amazing how it always crops up. Apparently uh, it runs
0: sc- great on the ROG ally. Though, yeah. so. It does. Yeah. Which it are we does. talking about? Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: Scott says, I'll take the super impressive physics engine over realistic graphics anyway. Yeah, that is a good point as well. Uh, Scott McRae with the Rayman Legends love uh, looks better than any release, game release in the last five years um and then connor's also uh big up ryan legends and also jd says ryan man is spectacular um miffy says honestly some of it looks cool but stunning is a reach to me thank yeah, you so much
2: thank you so much for saying that thank you nobody
0: used the word studying on this podcast I just you did nine. i said <laughs> it's got a charm did. and a personality
2: you said that it was stunning
0: rewind the tape Let's uh, I think I think we're actually live, um, so we can't <laughs> we can't
1: rewind it um, as much the as I want to can. to redo my intro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, we've also got a comment from JD as well. Uh, I think the lack of desire for thirty FPS shows how just how manipulated by new technological capabilities we are. If a thirty FPS is a good is good, that's all that matters. Um, Frames independent
2: dependent on the genre of game you're playing. Yes. But- you're not yeah, going to want m- or it not is. want, but need more than thirty FPS to play. Oh, a game, why but- isn't
0: Wordle running at one hundred twenty FPS on that? <laughs> for today.
2: But it does. Like if you're playing like a shooter, then yeah, yeah. you you want. You want frames, yeah. Yeah. If you're playing a story game where you're just open world exploring the environment, sticking logs together, it's it's not going to really like make sticking too logs big... That is what you were doing. It's not going to make too big of a of a difference to your like gameplay. Yeah. Where, like, graphics in terms of like the visuals are a bit more important in that aspect for those types of games than frames.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I I think I agree. I think playing Elden Ring on a Steam Deck, obviously, I don't get sixty FPS. Um... I'll never get
2: over the fact that you do that.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't understand the. Uh, I mean, I I love playing Elder Ring on the Steam Deck because I just play it for half an hour and the battery goes. Look, I'm not saying the battery doesn't go. The battery goes so quickly, <laughs> but it just gives me a Less chance to pick. Hour, yeah, easily. But like, it gives me a chance to pick it up and get through whatever I need to do to then move on to something else. Um, whereas normally I'd be able to sit down, PC, boot it up, blah, 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 load yeah. the launcher, blah, 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 wait for it to load, and, go Can I just and then say, I mean.
0: When, whenever Nathan brings up the whole Elden Ring Steam Deck thing, which is uh, from a running joke <laughs> yeah. by itself, it always makes yeah. me think of that meme from Arrested Development where David Cross is like, "There are dozens of us."
2: Dozens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if
1: anyone else plays Elden Ring on the Steam Deck, please come into the so chat. The way chat. you
2: turn to the camera please. like this is a call out. I'm asking yeah. You to help.
1: <laughs> yeah, please help me. Um, Adam L, can we have a Jasmine Aaron stream where Aaron talks Jasmine through her first playthrough? Who tears the kingdom? If Aaron Maybe... is
2: entirely bored of the game yet, then
0: oh, we'll I think we should. Make watched that happen. the
2: intro four times. I'll yeah. watch it
0: again. If you if... <laughs> watch it again, let's do it.
1: Um, let's do it. I mean, look, Jasmine, if you're up for it, obviously, Aaron, you're you've got the spare one. That's very nice of you to lend that to Jasmine. Um if you want to do it jasmine let us know and we'll do something I have to really uh, you know think
2: about this i have to really think about if i want to commit and we'll, we've got the perfect title
1: zelda hater plays tears of the kingdom i will for the take first that time. i am a zelda yeah. hater yeah that's yeah. fine cool so yeah yeah let's uh, stay tuned everyone to the mirror gavin youtube channel because it might be coming soon uh but yeah i mean we, as we talked about it's uh it's sold 10 million copies worldwide so it's doing pretty well People must be enjoying get, uh, making it the fastest-selling game in the history of the long-running franchise. Um, I, I just can't wait to like really get into it. I, I'm at that. I'm at this place now where I've got Elden Ring that I'm so close to completing. Now I'm going to bring Elden Ring up again just for a minute. But I've <laughs> got I'm so close to completing it now that I feel like starting a new open-world game. It's going to give me a little bit of anxiety, like having like two open world games that I've not yet finished. So I need to, I feel like I need to finish that first before I really get stuck into it. But stuck into it, I will. Miffy there says as well, um, I'll be here. I'll be there for moral support, Jasmine. There you go. Miffy Thank will be you. there with Thank you, you. so, so uh, much.
2: Yeah, I, do, I need yeah. someone else that's a Zelda hater there with me.
0: <laughs> this will be the second person I've guided through the opening of this game yep, on the channel. Absolutely. <laughs> How
1: many other people absolutely. can say that? Yep. You know, and how many other people can say that they've been, um, they've had their deal approved by EU regulators? That's our ne- <laughs> <Yay>. next topic. <laughs> <That> is- <laughs> Because another person that can say that is Microsoft, because EU regulators have approved Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. This is mere weeks after the CMA, the UK's regulatory body, rejected the deal. Uh, the European Commission has announced it has approved their proposed 68.7 billion buyout, billion buyout of Activision Blizzard via Standardized website. Um, The findings state that even if Microsoft did decide to withdraw Activision's games from the PlayStation, this would not significantly harm competition in the consoles market, even though they found that Microsoft would have no incentive to refuse to distribute Activision's games to Sony. Um, despite the approval of the deal, the EU also shared concerns held by the CMA about the uh, competition in the cloud gaming services, but the, they talked about how cloud gaming services is very limited in, in terms of market compared to everything else as well. Uh, and then the EU also talked about remedies that uh, Microsoft pr- proposed for the deal as well. Um, obviously, we've talked about the CMA's decision a lot, and we've gone back and forth on, is it a good thing, is it a bad thing, all that kind of stuff. But um, it's interesting that... The the EU regulators are so the other way in this case. Um, Aaron, I can see you highlight. I don't know if, who's highlighting these things if they want to talk about it first. But um, Jasmine, what do you think when you first heard this? What was your initial reaction?
2: I wasn't surprised. No? No. Um, but I am still, it's like I still have the same the same perspective that I've had since I spoke about this last time I was on stream, which was probably a couple of weeks ago now, where I said, I don't understand why Microsoft are still doing this. That's my only perspective that I have right now. (laughs) Microsoft, what are you doing? What are you actually doing? You had a chance. You had a chance. They're almost out. They're almost getting out of it. You had a chance to walk away. You could have walked away with your $68 billion still in your pocket. You could have done that. What are you doing? What are you actually doing? I really need answers from you, Microsoft. I'm waiting. I want them in my inbox tomorrow. I'm so confused. I really don't yeah. get it. This was their chance to walk away. Now they kind of can't, right? Because the EU regulators have finally like, approved it. So now if they back down, they're going to look like they're the ones that have sort of like got their tail between their legs type of thing. Mm. So now they can't. Now they have to go through with it. And I think this is the worst thing that they are doing right now. Like, I just think it's it's, it's ridiculous. But that's... It's just the same opinion that I've had. I've always had. Yeah. A, I think we'll always have.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I was going to you first, Jasmine, because I wanted Aaron to stew a bit on some of the the comments uh, that 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 are in the that are in the, uh, are in the dark. Um Aaron, what was your reaction to
0: the EU regulator's statement? Not surprising, especially um, because this is what I think everyone was predicting would happen. This is what they. Pre- I don't think it's as a much of a shock as the UK's. Uh, The CMA's decision was, obviously. But I thought it was interesting. This just goes to show that everyone talks to everyone before it's ever made public. The CMA were ready with a statement just in case Microsoft wanted to use this. Well, the the EU regulators just approved Mm -hmm. us because the CMA said our stance does not change. And this is one of the few instances where you'll find me saying, well done, UK, and what you do in EU, uh, uh, you know, in the gaming (laughs) world uh, lately. Because... It's kind of, uh, but then uh, I don't know how deeply you want to get into it because they- uh, As deep as you want, Aaron. As deep as you want. (laughs) Okay, okay. The annoying thing is, is that I'm happy the UK has denied, has blocked Microsoft's, you know, attempted acquisition of Activision. But it it, is annoying because they've done it on what I admit are stupid grounds with this whole cloud gaming thing. Because uh, I, I sort of tend to agree with Microsoft that, like, The market doesn't really exist yet. And I refuse to believe that the CMA is so forward thinking. That it's, But maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. Maybe they have got experts in this technology side. I'm sure they've got the resources to do that, to sort of forward think enough and predict, because that is what you should expect these regulatory government bodies to do. And we're seeing that sort of thing with like AI now. Like all these tech companies, they're implementing, you know, uses of AI before the government is quick enough to move and regulate on it and potentially, you know, save loads of jobs. But that's a different conversation entirely. The only thing I need to know from the the EU regulators' uh, verdict, obviously they approved it, is this one line here. Even though they find that Microsoft, quote, and I think you already read this, Nathan, would have no incentive to refuse to distribute Activision's games to Sony. Well, if they've got no incentive to refuse distribution of Activision (laughs) games to Sony, why did they already do it with Bethesda's (laughs) games? And like, this is the thing that continues to baffle me. Right, because... The, the EU, they're right. They're like, why on earth would Microsoft leave that money on the table that potential PlayStation uh, owners would pay for the Call, of Duty, the Call of Duty money, right? But Microsoft has already proven it doesn't care, and it's already set a precedent for removing games out of the pockets of specifically the PlayStation audience. Don't care mm-hmm. what weird cloud service platforms it wants to bring these games to or continue bringing these games to. So I don't think... Uh, Hopefully that stance isn't surprising to people. It is kind of like uh you know in saying that, and I think like people because it's funny because as soon as the UK verdict came through, people were like, "Oh, that's it, the deal's off now." The deal's off, but then the EU regulators are like, "We approve the deal." I'm like the deal's back on. The deal's back on. <laughs> yeah. When the truth but is, this that, is what like...
2: I said. This is what I said is that it's. If Microsoft want to do something, they will do it. It doesn't matter who says no, it doesn't matter who stands in their way. They've got enough power, enough money, enough influence, enough lobbyists in the world to do whatever it is that they want to do. It does not matter.
0: But it's funny, like, because you said at the beginning of this conversation, you don't know why Microsoft just doesn't take back its sixty eight point seven million and go home when Billion. should. Billion. 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 Sorry, don't let me forget, with a B. Billion. There's a to use a journalistic term, there's a kill fee embedded where if they do step away yeah. They've lost three billion, which in the grand scheme of
2: things, I can't believe billion, I'm actually $3 this. Three billion is Isn't nothing a lot of compared money. to the rest of the money that they're now paying. Of course. It's nothing, which is insane, of course. because three billion but, is an insane amount of money. But the, but the point
0: I was going to make is that where people flip flopping the truth is that until Microsoft takes the FTC to court, or it's the other way around, actually, until the FTC attempt to sue Microsoft in court, that is when the big decision will come because these are the big three regulators. No offense to people that live in countries like Chile and stuff like that. I don't know why you would take offense to this, but (laughs) even though your regulatory body has approved this deal, for whatever reason, I'm not a lawyer. That doesn't carry carry enough sway to block the deal entirely. For some reason, it's the UK, EU and US. I guess those are the three biggest Western markets, something like that. Um, So the Hmm. truth is that they're basically 1-1 one, one at the moment and the only way it's it all comes down on the american tiebreaker now yeah.
2: it,
0: it's the tiebreak you know maybe we should pop this into a football sim and, and work it out <laughs> yeah. what what goes on maybe <laughs> Lewis, fire up. Lewis is yeah. in the chat let's <laughs> get, let's get
1: it on uh, let's get it on fifa or ea sports fc uh simulate right. it um yeah Lewis is in the chat as well. Jasmine went proper brummy then. I, I, I feel like we that missed that movement. Uh, but uh, I, f- I feel like I'll, I'll re-watch the stream and see if I can cut it out maybe for some um, for some short-form content. No, do um, just to flip it around the other way, um, our friends over at VGC News, uh, another reputable games outlet, uh, their editor, Andy Robinson, um Uh, He tweeted earlier this week, he said, I find it really difficult to believe the UK is going to put itself in a position where Microsoft could be forced to spin off a special Activision Blizzard UK and give every country Call of Duty on Game Pass except UK consumers. But then again, Britain. So if you look at it from that point of view, the, the UK's CMA are sort of holding... UK consumers back in a way by not having it on Game Pass, like maybe restricting it to to just but people who the full game. But
2: doesn't that also mean that people residents in the UK who own a PS5 can actually access the game if they want to? Is that how it works?
1: It's it's apparently it's up to Microsoft, isn't it? At the yeah. end of the day if they own the if they own Activision, then it's up to them.
2: Yeah.
0: I, it's it's like uh, what basically what I've seen theorized is that Activision will have to license out or well, Microsoft will have to license out Call of Duty publishing to someone else yeah. once Activision becomes under their wing, whether that's Ubisoft or somebody as strange as Capcom. Like, I don't know if this is ever realistic, but as A I said Capcom, to guys, Call of Duty. <laughs> I don't know. I will not put it past Microsoft. Like if, if it's yeah. got to be published by an independent authority, you know, Minecraft is published by Microsoft on PS5 you know, mm-hmm. weird things like that because they own it. Um, yeah. it's, it's interesting, though, because basically what the UK have said is you're not allowed to operate, to conduct business that way in our territory, Yeah. to which I said, well, okay, I'm perfectly fine with Call of Duty not coming to Xbox Game Pass and Microsoft secretly should be too because that means they'll have to continue selling Call of Duty piecemeal in the UK on Xbox, despite Xbox Game Pass being of lesser value in the UK because Call of Duty isn't on it. But at the yeah. same time... To me, this will never happen. And I don't think the the CMA could uh, put this in place if they wanted to. If nothing is to change and that Call of Duty is to continue being distributed in the UK only, as it has always been, then I should still be able to play Call of Duty on my PlayStation console. And all the way around the world, should Xbox ever remove Call of Duty and make it a console exclusive, it'll be gone. This is never going to happen. And what is more likely to happen is that they just stop publishing... You know, on both Xbox and PlayStation in the UK yeah, or whatever, yeah. but it's kind of like that's the point here is that it shouldn't. You know, I don't think they're going to want to give up the UK dollar to that extent. Yeah. yeah, and we're we're obviously waiting to hear the appeal. Um,
1: Microsoft uh, and Activision are, are appealing um, the the deal with the with the C or the sorry the uh, decision, the CMA's decision. Uh, for it not to go through so we'll see but um, yeah I think we talked about the appeal process unless something was like seriously wrong throughout the process I don't think they've sort of got a leg to stand on but we'll we'll see um, it's just really interesting how one regulator can be so for it and then one regulator can be so against it and you don't know as well like we talked about it last week from Phil Spencer's point of view right about how we can't really believe what he says at this point because We don't know if he's saying it for the CMA. We don't know if he's saying it for another reason. I feel like this sort of thing's happening for the regulators in that we don't really know the sort of politics at hand here and not underhand stuff that we don't know, that maybe that's kind of fallen into different bits and bobs as well. So, yeah. um, Connor said, uh, the UK is so wild. uh, Watch them backtrack for absolutely no reason. Um, Well... Yeah, I mean that that could happen. Then some MP gets hired at Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. Um Pretty Patel at Microsoft or something. That'd be interesting. But the, um,
0: the CMA they just had an opportunity to backtrack when the EU decision came yeah. yeah, yeah double yeah. down on their decisions. Double so, down, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe it feeds into Jasmine's theory where you've got, you know, people at in the CMA going, Microsoft, the lobbying fee ain't high enough mate. If you can afford 68.7 billion then chuck a couple bill my way. Wow. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's
1: it, yeah. And three, three billion. I mean, how many Redfalls can they could Microsoft make with three
0: billion? Do we think just a fine of not going through with it? Like, yeah, yeah. I think most AAA games these days they tend to cost anywhere between two hundred to two hundred fifty million, which is more more money than like a lot of Hollywood movies. Like that's like the Marvel end and and, uh, parts of the Caribbean they cost that much. So, but having said that, Zelda has just sold ten million, so Nintendo instantly recouped its costs. You know. It can pay dividends still. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The CMA uh, did respond,
1: as you said. Uh, They said Microsoft proposals accepted by the European Commission today would allow Microsoft to set the terms and conditions for this market for the next 10 years. They would replace a free, open and competitive market with one subject to ongoing regulation of the games Microsoft sells um so yeah they they went pretty hard on it um they'll still need to convince the cma um because they said that they uh they're entitled to take a different view the european commission but the cma stands by its decision so we'll have to see what happens there um i mean just one final thing on this sorry
2: yeah, I, I just got, wanted to no, just say it is go interesting ahead. that the um the cma immediately double down on the decision like within minutes they have mm. the statement prepared and everything yep. and it is like Aaron was saying like it means that you know everyone is talking behind the scenes there's stuff that they're not going to release to the public yet or to the yeah. press yet until they're completely ready and and the CMA know all of this stuff but it is just like I don't know what I expected the CMA to do I think I just didn't expect them to respond so quickly Mm. I thought they'd let it marinate you know for like 24 hours or something give it some time (laughs) before they double down on their decision to let people sort of like process what's happening or anything like that but they didn't they kind of just like straight away jumped in I
0: Mm. don't know about you guys but like this is a rare instance where and I won't keep going on about it where I'm sort of like proud of the UK for having some integrity and like sort of trying to get ahead of this thing not to say that the EU regulatory body doesn't have you know backbone and stuff like that but It's just like there has to, like, when's it going to stop? Like how big can a company get? Like, it's not going to aid competition. It's going to shrink it. So like, what is the benefit? Like, it's as simple as that really i don't understand it it's just how much bigger does one company need to be microsoft and it's not only that but like microsoft is doing a poor job within the industry it's trying to buy (laughs) its way into yeah Yeah. Yeah. keep on saying it like it's not adding value and people were like oh people are so short-sighted like maybe you know not to generalize whatever but you know when the whole cma thing got blocked people were like what so no diablo 4 on game pass then no You should, if you want to play Diablo 4, I mean, Blizzard have just given you three different beta attempts. So they've been more than fair in letting you taste that game. But Mm -hmm. it's that assumption of like everything's just on Game Pass and we're all hamsters being fed just the drip of the water and the games keep coming and coming and coming. Like, that's what I appreciate about Nintendo and PlayStation. When their games are released, it's an event. And like, Xbox just keeps fumbling it. So if they were adding value, to this space rather than mm. just wanting to buy something and then recoup the costs over a period of, you're probably looking at like 20, 30 years minimum before it recoupes the 70 billion back. Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't know what the end game is here. Really?
2: I don't know if they'd ever recoup the losses. That's what I was always thinking. If given what we've seen from Redfall, given what we've seen. Halo. <laughs> is that is is that a good sign no it's it they're never going to recoup these losses 70 billion is so much money that even in 20 30 40 years time i i reckon they'll go bust before they recoup these losses and that's an insane thing to say thinking about microsoft ever going bust but that's just like i just can't ever see them given the quality of games that they're happy outputting ever ever making this back
1: yeah. Consol- Consolidation is bad. I think we can all agree, right? We, mm-hmm. The fact that the whole- you can just be so rich you can buy other publishers willy-nilly is, is a really bad thing. Um, and it makes it, like you said, it makes it all the worse that Microsoft aren't launching any successful games right now. So the trust isn't there either with the general population about Microsoft actually doing anything with Activision when they when they buy it, what they're going to do with it. Yeah. Um, they've not shown us anything in the last year two years that they can launch anything successfully um without you know bugs or having a redfall or a halo and we've got starfield coming out this year i mean in my,
0: in my mind xbox hasn't released a first party game a solid first party game since forza horizon 5 was that 2021 or 20 mm. it definitely wasn't last year so maybe it was like the tail end of 2021 and it's kind of like you can't do that when you've got uh, people have invested yeah. in your console. Yeah. And it's not like speaking to the, to keep on the topic of the CMA, like the whole recouping the investment thing. I agree with like what you guys are saying, and Jasmine especially, like they'll never recoup their investment. But it's not only that, it's like they're not educate, educating their customer base to want to recoup that investment. Because their whole thing is play anywhere you want, a.k.a. you don't need to buy a console, and subscribe to Xbox Game Pass, a.k.a. you don't need to pay full price for a game. So it's like, if that's your business plan, then how are you extracting money from the people? Because you're not paying 70 billion so unless you expect to get it just back.
2: Like, that's hard evidence that Xbox Game Pass is not going to be... Like right now, this is one thing that I will always put my hands up and say is that I love Xbox Game Pass for making games more accessible. And I totally understand where you're coming from in that games are worth paying for. But accessibility within gaming is like a really important thing to me. So it's, yeah. like, I, I think that making games like really affordable is great but it's that's not their intention that's never their intention mm. it's never going to be their intention that's not why they've made xbox game pass xbox game pass isn't there to make gaming more accessible it isn't there to allow people who are on a lower income to be able to play games with their friends still have access to all of these great titles still the point is is it's exactly the netflix effect is to get people hooked while it's on a lower price m- price make people reliant on it and then hike it up to such a point that people won't be able to unsubscribe from it because they have become so used to just having games on game game pass that even if it is sort of like 25 30 40 quid a month people will just think oh yeah i'd still rather pay 40 quid a month than pay 60 60 pounds for every new release that comes out each month or whatever it is and and like aaron has been saying for the past few streams right now we are in such a good time in terms of like AAA games coming out this year. They've been amazing coming out this year, and even though all of them aren't on Game Pass, that's obviously their end goal is to get all of them on Game Pass. So they can charge extortionate prices for Game Pass, Yeah. and If Even if that is their model, right now it seems like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. They're bleeding, they're bleeding, they're bleeding. But eventually that is what I feel like the end end goal is, is to just hike up the prices. Guess what?
0: Every subscription service is hitting the ceiling. And I feel like I hear it more and more, people cancelling their subscriptions. Cost of living's going up at the moment. Everyone's like, do I really need these things? And if we're just keeping it within the Xbox... like, So you subscribe to Xbox Game Pass, Jasmine. I do. Mm -hmm. Nathan, do you subscribe to Game Pass? Yeah. Yeah? When was the last time any of us finished a game on Xbox Game Pass? Never. That's not what it's for. It's just try a game, yeah, don't like that, it. move on to the next yeah. one. It's junk food. Yeah. It's what Netflix is. It's just move on to the next one. So and then that feeds into the whole artistic debate of like, well games, you know, people I mean, 90% of players don't ever see the credits of a game anyway. And I feel like Xbox Game Pass exacerbates that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they could jack the price up to the point that is a price of, a like, eventually it'll probably be $70 per month because, mm-hmm. hey, that's the price of 12 games a year. And yet you're still getting, you know, over 10 times that because we offer about mm-hmm. 150. So, but I feel like Microsoft has been a bit too late. They're playing the long game, but people are becoming more and more savvy with their money. And uh Xbox, games aren't movies. Movies you can finish in an hour and a half. Games yeah. can be anywhere between an hour to hundred hours and it's just not a thing. But on that bombshell guys, I'm going to have to love you and leave you. So feel free to disagree with everything I've said on the yeah, stream. I've been
2: waiting for him. To, I've been waiting for him to leave so I can, I can yeah. t- say that you're wrong the entire <laughs> well, I time.
0: know I know Nathan's going to back me up on the Zelda chat, so I, I don't have to fear that. So apologies. I have to go, but have a great rest of your stream guys and I'll see you. Bye
1: tomorrow. Aaron. Thank you very much. Um, bye
2: bye.
1: Have a good evening. Thank you. So there's just two. Hello, Jasmine. How you doing?
2: Well, thank God that guy's gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't you talk we... so much?
1: Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> Should we
2: just bash him for the next half an hour now that he's not
1: here? No, no, that's not. We love Aaron. We love Aaron. Uh, we've got a couple of comments in the chat. Let's go through them. um Connor, um, I love this comment uh pretty would ban all imported games <laughs> yeah, that's very true that's very true uh jd said uh, my guess is that microsoft is too powerful to fail so making nonsensical and ludicrous decisions shouldn't yeah, that, be surprising that is what I was yeah. saying. it doesn't matter
2: yeah. what they want they will get it because it's microsoft yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah.
1: yeah 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 and i think aaron is actually in the stream jasmine so we better be careful oh no. what we say he i am gone far hey now yeah uh aaron don't worry we're moving on to our next topic uh, our next topic is the amazing well i won't call it amazing i'll let you go for it actually yeah. um it's the asus rog ally um jasmine has been hands-on with the device um reviewing it for us uh, we did a stream last week showing off some gameplay um which did amazing on youtube thanks to everyone who, who watched that stream um coming in at 699 pounds it really is a steam deck compared to we've spoken for weeks haven't we on the stream mm-hmm. about how it's all about the price where they're going to position this mm-hmm. compared to the steam deck and that price is so so aggressive it's really great to see uh it launches june 13th um you won't be after to... oh there it is there it is jasmine's showing it off um yeah well, i mean just after Having it for a couple of weeks and um, you've been on trains, you've been on buses, you've been on mountains, yeah. you've been underground. I don't know about mountains. I uh... have been
2: underground, <laughs> but I don't know about mountains. Uh,
1: how, have you, how have you found like living with it day to day?
2: Before this, the handheld that I used the most often was the Nintendo Switch. And I feel like the Nintendo Switch and a handheld gaming PC are two like vastly different consoles. So it's really hard to compare in terms of handheld perspective, um, because I haven't had a Steam Deck. I've used a Steam Deck. I've used your Steam Deck, and I found that it was just okay for me. It wasn't as comfortable as I would have liked it to have been because it was quite heavy, and it's big for my hands. Very big. Um, Yeah, it is big. However, with this, having a handheld, I feel like, has made me (laughs) really lazy because my gaming setup is in my bedroom. Right, My bed is is just there, as people know, because you can see it in the background of my streams. And somehow I have found it tiring to get up from my bed from there <laughs> and walk here, what, five steps? Five steps yeah. here to turn my PC on and play games now that I have a handheld. Because it kind of feels like, what is the point? And I have a I have a decent PC. I play games at high frame rates and stuff. And I still don't ever feel like, oh, yeah. I Unless I'm playing with a shooter. I don't feel like oh yeah, I, I want that extra performance boost. I'm going to take those five steps so I can get that extra performance boost. That's how much I've loved using the ASUS ROG Ally. I would rather sit, take the the frame cut because the frames and the performance on it are still so, so good. Yeah. Just so I can sit comfortably in bed or, you know, just lay on the sofa or game on the go there's just so much more you can do with a handheld and like you were saying this is why i kind of stopped criticizing you a bit about playing elden ring on the steam deck after i got a handheld because sometimes it is just about having that quick 15 20 minutes yeah like just when you've got a short amount of time you kind of want to play a game and 15 20 minutes when you're gaming on a pc is like the time that it'd take for you to get the game open you know like launching the pc waiting for everything to open waiting for the game to open what if there's an update like it's it kind of it feels like it takes about 15-20 minutes just for you to kind of get in the zone whereas with the handheld you just pick it up you use it 15 minutes it probably takes you a minute for everything to set up and you turn it straight off and you're done and it does give you such good flexibility especially for people who are very busy Hmm. it's not just about like laziness as much as that's why i'm using it it is also about flexibility i think and it is in that sense so fantastic to have a handheld but i feel like that hasn't really gone into detail about why the asus rog ally specifically is great and let me tell you the performance on this thing is insane it's so so good i was getting like 100 frames I've got my... Let me get my charts up here. I've got my Yeah,
1: up. I can. I'm looking at the charts. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's impressive.
2: Yeah, at 1080p, I was getting 98 frames on Injustice 2, 97 frames on CSGO, 66 frames in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, 62 frames in Valorant, and 30 frames in Cyberpunk because it was capped due to optimization issues. Right, okay. So can you imagine if that wasn't capped? Can you mm. imagine at 1080p on a handheld, on this thing, this... And you're getting above 30 frames once optimization Mm -hmm. is sorted you're getting above 30 frames on cyberpunk which couldn't even run on like the xbox series x correctly at launch yeah and now you can play it on this at above 30 frames per second 1080p yeah how insane is that
1: yeah it's 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 like imagine like five even five years ago we we didn't have the steam deck we had the switch right that was the the handheld console to get Mm -hmm. like having games the word playable Mm-hmm. Like compared with these games, like you just wouldn't think they'd be playable on devices like. But the fact that they're like not just playable, but they're like a good experience, like to yeah. have like. And ha- it's, just, it's 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 mind blowing to me. And obviously, I, you know, I've talked before about you know Steam Deck and playing Elden Ring on it and stuff. But yeah. like genuinely, like it's so great to see uh like competitors to this because we're only going to see like we're only going to yeah. see movement in the space. Asus. Yep you know there's there's manufacturers out there that normally follow ASUS in terms of what they do like looking at MSI and like all these guys Whoa. they're going to they're going to they're going to have stuff <laughs> in the pipeline they're going to have stuff in the pipeline that
2: that is exactly what i am so so excited about yeah. is that this is kind of like Steam Deck was the first one that was like yes. okay is anyone else going to bring out a competitor or is Steam Deck just going to be it you know in that sort yeah. of sphere of of consoles yeah. And it was years, and people were like yeah. nothing's coming, nothing's coming. Yeah, what's yeah. what's happening? Uh, are, is Steam Deck just the handheld gaming PC, and there's nothing else? Then this came out. Then the Logitech Cloud came out. The Logitech G Cloud came out. Yeah. So, already, within five months of this year, we're seeing yeah. two new handhelds enter the market already.
1: Um, do you think? Do you think? Just quickly, do you think that? Mm. Valve sort of blindsided everyone else, or do you think that they were just because they would? They said they would develop it for over ten years. I think was mm-hmm. Valve were talking about they've, they've been taught, they've been doing it for a long time in the background. Do you think that they kind of blindsided everyone else? Everyone was working on stuff in the background, or do you feel like when the Steam Deck came out, everyone was like, "Ah, oh, we need to get on." Do you feel like they were kind of a Asus, step ahead, everyone?
2: Asus said in their um, launch event. I know that we have some conflict about launch event here at Mirror Gaming yeah. I won't go into. But <laughs> Asus said at their launch event that this, um, and they said the same thing to me when I attended the media preview, that this device has been in development for a decade now. That, And the thing is, is that when you're not internal to the company, it's hard to know whether they're just saying it or whether that's actually the truth. Yeah. But I will say Asus, Asus were some of the first people to, to move into the world of portable gaming with gaming laptops. That wasn't a thing that people were really doing before Asus started it. Like it definitely was in pipelines for many different companies, but Asus was sort of the first ones to do that. So I I can imagine that they were working on something like this for a really long time because portability, gaming, all of that is like something that they've always, always worked on, always brought about. But I think whether or not this device is insanely successful or competes with the steam deck or whatever the case is doesn't particularly matter as much it just has proved now because we're already seeing pre-orders for it are insane in some regions pre-orders are sold out already even though Asus said that they wouldn't sell out so realistically the demand for this device is insane already it's not even released yet even if it doesn't surpass sales of the steam deck and i'm not sure that it will because people now already who people who have a steam deck probably aren't going to pick this up even though the performance is is better yeah even though that is the case, it is just insane to see competition in the handheld market, which hopefully will jumpstart other companies if they haven't already, which they should be doing. Yeah. to It will incentivize other companies to create their version of it. And hopefully yeah, it won't yeah, be as yeah. bad as Logitech's edition. Sorry to say. I, uh, pff, I think,
1: I th- I, honestly, I think um, I was made aware of this um, recently, which I'll, I'll share with everyone. But I think this basically backs up your point that this is in the works. This is a concept... That Dell released three years ago. Mm-hmm. Three years ago, Alienware, uh, yeah, Alienware, um, Dell Alienware. Um, yeah. uh, what does that look like to you? That looks
2: exactly <laughs> like the Origin <laughs> Alloy. That's insane. Yes. <laughs> look at that. So that was look.
1: three. That was three <laughs> that years that was ago, the right?
2: Same device.
1: Yeah. So, so if you, these guys. Like Alienware, Dell, well, Dell, Dell Alienware, are the same, the same yeah, people. Yeah. Um, Your Alienware, MSI, Logitech, Razer. Um, help me out with hardware. Hardware companies that can make it. Uh, Corsair, Corsair, Nvidia. Nvidia, knows, so Nvidia will come
2: out with their own thing. Microsoft
1: because... potentially, like mm-hmm. you know, all these companies. I guarantee they've got stuff working in the background. But it does. It does feel like Valve were the the first guys to sort of. Get something and be like, guys, we've done this. We need to get it out sort of thing. But But... the
2: thing is with Valve, with the Steam Deck, is that on initial release, the Steam Deck wasn't making money. Yes. It was bleeding. Because it was
1: so aggressively priced. Yeah. And
2: Valve Valve were able to afford to do that. Yeah. Because it was their sort of like only staple hardware product. Yeah. Right? Valve don't have other hardware products. They've got like controllers and, uh, you know, other bits like that, like stuff that's not particularly like staple. It doesn't yeah. matter if you just have a controller or whatever. This was their first and only staple yeah. hardware product that they brought out. So they could afford to bleed a little bit on it to make their name in the hardware market a bit more. Yeah. Um. And given the amount of money that they make off of Steam, the platform, given the amount of money they make off of software sales, like little manufacturing involved in it there's not all of these sunken costs yeah. like they, they make so much money with it, they can afford to bleed whereas some other companies aren't in that position to do that and yeah. i'm not saying that these big companies don't have tons of money to put into r&d for, for for these types of consoles they definitely do but it's whether or not they're willing to make that sacrifice of losing money just so they yeah. can get their heads in that market
1: yeah and they don't own steam like you said as well, which exactly. is the big the big yeah. thing because that's what because Steam is so heavily integrated into obviously it's, it runs SteamOS the Steam Deck, um, mm-hmm. and basically that encourages people to buy more games, which is more money for them. So they've got like a system in there integrated as well. But mm-hmm. it's an interesting point you make because ASUS this is a big this is a big deal for ASUS because you feel like. It feels like everyone sort of, I can imagine like the people at MSI, the people at Corsair, they're just like looking and being like, I wonder how this is going to go. Because Mm -hmm. if Asus don't sell hundreds of thousands of these, Mm -hmm. they won't support it because it's not going to be worth it to them they need to mm-hmm. sell so many for it to be worth it to them and if they don't sell that amount we, we might not see a, competi- a competitor for quite a while i feel like the the pressure sort of on at this point even though you did say it's it's kind of sold out and it's um yeah it's been you know really popular it will be really interesting to see like sales figures for this because it does feel mm-hmm. like they need to sell a lot of these
2: yeah to make i can't money wait to see sales figures for these yeah. i and that's that's like the most boring thing i've ever said but i can't wait to see um, the
1: spreadsheets you
2: know but i genuinely i'm really excited to see sales yeah. figures for these and the thing is is that they've also got like the um the cheaper model so yeah. the model that's coming out in june is the z1 extreme and then they've got the standard z1 processor which is coming out in q3 is what their launch event said and that is priced at 100 pounds less i do think that most people even when that model is out will still opt for the the higher end machine because for 100 quid more you're getting like such a big boost in performance it makes sense but it does mean that they are putting out an option which is a little bit more like is priced a little bit more with the consumer in mind not that this yeah. isn't in a very aggressively priced machine already yeah but after that comes out too can you imagine like what the sales figures will be across both of them it would yeah. be insane i i think in my opinion
1: yeah yeah and if you think about like where the processor came from obviously amd have made them like a custom processor yeah. for this for this um for this asus ROG ally yeah like you feel like as well how many CPUs of ASUS had to buy from AMD for AMD to even consider making this chip for them in the first place? Yeah, like, if you imagine yeah. rocking up to AMD and be like, "Hi guys, we're gonna do a, uh, we're gonna do like a handheld gaming PC. Uh, we need like, you know, we think we might sell a thousand. Would you make us a thousand custom? They're gonna be like, go away. Yeah, like, it's not worth yeah, it to us.'" Literally, yeah, but like, so I wonder how many like CPUs they've had to, and that's gonna that's gonna be it. Like from a pure business point of view, it's how much, how many stuff, how much like. Have they ordered from other people? How mm. many Asus RG allies do they need to sell to recoup the initial investment that they've had to put in? I think that's just mm-hmm. what it's going to come down to. I isn't think,
2: it? given the price of it, I, I think that Asus are probably bleeding a bit with this device as well. I think they but are. how are they
1: making money from. They're, they're only making money from the device, though, aren't they? They're not making money through. Like with their so their game client and everything, no,
2: no, no, because it runs Windows 11. Yeah, but I that's why I feel like they're they bleeding little bit. a bit. They, are, got to be making I reckon they're bleeding. I think the thing is as well is you have to think about the investment they're probably putting in to help yeah. game developers optimize yeah. their games for the platform. Yeah. That's just not going to be cheap. It's not going to be free. They have to they have to put all of that into it alongside this nine years of of research and development they've been doing that they've claimed before bringing the product out. And the fact that it is only 699 pounds slash dollars slash whatever other regional pricing it is around the world, it is so cheap given the given the performance that it brings to the table in comparison to the Steam Deck, all of these different, and no matter what you add to the end of that sentence, it is it is very reasonably priced. Yeah. So surely they are bleeding. Surely. It doesn't make sense that they are profiting off of this. And maybe that's their ploy, is maybe that because we've seen it. For the past five years, hardware has notoriously launched at a very affordable rate. And then after a year, two years, it's gone. Hey guys, we are doing a price increase. We've seen it with the Meta quest 2, no. we've seen it with the PS5, we've seen it with the Xbox consoles, we've seen it with everything. It is okay, guys, we are putting the prices up. Yeah. Maybe that's what will come. That's what happened with the Steam Deck. Maybe that's what, yeah. what is soon to come. Maybe it's, it's going to launch at this really cheap price. It's going to get people mm. invested. It's going to get people excited. People are going to pick it up. And then suddenly. People will start to feel left out that they didn't because it's going to go up by an extra 100 quid, 200 quid.
1: I I think they've got to be making a little bit, maybe not a lot, but they've they've got. I don't think they'd have released it if they'd been like, okay, we're not going to make money. If we if we price it like this, we're not going to make money. I feel like the execs at Asus would have been like, nah, I feel like they've got to be making. I think if you look at what it is, right, the ally, Mm. there's a lot of. Manufacture. there's a lot of design that have gone into that right from designers Mm. and engineers and things right but it's essentially it's essentially a a laptop that's been packaged smaller with a screen on it
2: i will say one thing that pops up yeah when it pops up as a device on steam yeah it comes up saying tablet
1: right okay so it's yeah so it's sort of it's sort of a if you think of tablets and cheaper laptops for example yeah
2: they're very similar that sort of there, price yeah, yeah. so yeah. It,
1: you, in that price that price range i feel like they're making i don't know it'd be hard to say but like I, they've got to be making at least 50 quid 100 quid at a time I, I would say for it to be for them to even release it um especially if you if they're making a loss and they've got to sell a certain amount like if but they make quite, the loss adds what up
2: i think is that they're also selling two different iterations of a dock and they're also selling all of these accessories that you can pick up yeah, to, yeah. to use with it. Yeah. That so the Steam Deck comes with a carrying case already. Yes. The Asus Rog Ally, you have to spend fifty quid to get yourself a carrying case. Maybe that's where they're making up the lost. Maybe. Of Carrying cases off of these mm. docks. The dock, the dock that I've been using during my testing process comes with an inbuilt forty ninety in it. That How much is will, that? That dock will set you back two thousand one hundred pounds. 2100 pounds or $1,999. Two grand that dock will for a dock. At. For a dock.
1: And that's not a that's not a 4090 desktop GPU in that, right? That's a, a 4090 laptop, laptop GPU. It's a
2: 4090 laptop GPU. For two grand. They're
1: definitely making money on that, Jazz. <laughs> I don't
2: understand as well why they've worked so closely with AMD on this chip and then put yeah. the, an NVIDIA. Graphics card, an Nvidia laptop graphics graphics card in maybe the they wanted to, maybe for. they wanted to, and but they do not want to. Yeah, I, it does make it does it is a bit more staple right yeah. now to say yeah, forty ninety. Everyone knows what that is. Yeah, but I think that's where they're recuperating the losses. Yeah, it I don't think like... I don't think that they're making um money on the on the device itself. Just no, right. really i don't know why we're even talking about this i, I wanted to no 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 it's, my it's, really, it's interesting to me of the device and stuff but this is just like what thinking out loud that's what yeah. i think
1: yeah Well, talking about um taking a loss or taking an l should we go on to our next topic <laughs> uh Fortnite, uh fortnight update 24.40 is here uh it's it's brought a brand new ranked mode to fortnite for the very first time so you can you can play against uh, other players in a ranked mode where you can rank up and you can you know it's an ultra competitive mode um but players are confused because they've axed the trios mode from fortnite removing it from both battle royale and zero build modes alongside the launch of this latest update uh so you can basically um uh, if you've never played Fortnite before, you can play solos, duos, trios, or, or squads, where you can play as a one, two, three, or four. Um, so trios has been taken away. We've seen this happen with Warzone, where they change the playlists on a weekly basis, where they sometimes remove like trios or duos or whatever. But we've theorised that that's normally to give the player base um a chance of connecting to games and to make the game feel more popular than it is because, because if they no remove a playlist often. exactly yeah exactly so if they remove a playlist they're gonna have more people going into the certain playlist and it's gonna be more full right Fortnite has not got that problem right mm-hmm. people are playing mm-hmm. it all the time it's still one of the most popular games in the world. Mm. Um what first of all, why have they got rid of it, do you think?
2: And Maybe. two, how do you feel about it? Maybe They are facing that issue, not because people aren't playing it, but because they split into so many different queue types now. Because you've got build mode, no build mode, ranked build mode, ranked no build mode. I don't know if they've replaced arena with with arena's gone. Arena's
1: gone. Yeah, arena's gone for for good. Yeah.
2: But there you go. Because even when there was Arena, you couldn't play Arena no builds. You could only play builds in Arena. So there wasn't right, okay. so many different queues. So if you think about that, four different queue types for each of those. Solos, duos, trios, squads. And then however many queues. That, there's so many queue types. I don't know if that's going to be a problem with Fortnite because I just feel like there's so many people always yeah. playing that game.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've got that issue.
2: But that that's the only thing i can think of because why else would they axe trios even if it is the least popular queue like size out of all of the modes that they've got on offer there's still no reason to axe it like you can still always connect games in it you can always find um you can always find a game you don't have to wait ages and ages and personally i always play trios i had a group of three of us and we always played sure truths, and now it's gone. Ouch. So what am I going to do? What yeah. am I going to
1: do? Well, that's the thing. What, what did you feel when you first heard this? Like, what, what was your, what was your first I reaction? I was just
2: confused. I was, I was upset, but I was just confused. I still am confused. It doesn't make sense to me. And I don't get why they haven't explained why. They've just gotten rid of it. They've just said, like, it's a little like bug fix. Do you know what I mean? They've just put it in the pa- yeah. We're getting rid of yeah, it, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. It's gone now. There wasn't a warning. There wasn't like, <laughs> yeah. a oh yeah, in a month's time, we're getting rid of trios. So if you if you if it's just you and two other friends that play, and there's just three of you, get get your last games in and yeah. you know rest in peace. They didn't do any of that. They just literally add it in one line in the patch notes. Just oh yeah, we're getting rid of trios, by the way. What? What are you talking yeah. about, Epic Games? I want answers. Are you listening? I want answers. <laughs> I really want to know. What are you doing? I don't understand.
1: Well, I, th- I think that's the thing though, isn't it as well. If you're in trios, it's such a if you go to squads, you've got someone random in your team. You've and either got someone one random one in random your team. Person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you've either got one random person in your team, uh or you you go into you go into squads with a trio. So like you're always at a disadvantage as a, yeah. as a trio unless you drop someone, which you're not going to do, right? Because you want to play yeah. with your friends. Yeah. So it's just such a difficult. Like I just don't understand why. Why? Why, why would it hurt to just leave it in? I, don't, I just yeah, don't get
2: exactly. It. That's what I don't. That's what I don't get. Yeah. There's no way that them leaving it in was like costing them. Costing them as much no, as no, it is taking no. it out. Do you know what no. I mean? Yeah. Like maybe I'm not phrasing that right, but it just doesn't make sense to me. There's no reason for them to have taken that out
1: yeah i mean it might sense with warzone because no yeah because no one, yeah, no it, no one right? plays warzone yeah. so yeah.
2: it does give that illusion of oh yeah there are tons of people playing this game you can connect to a game really quickly fortnite yeah. you don't have that issue i never in the trio's game was sat there waiting for like five yeah. ten minutes whereas even in warzone even when i was playing solos I, i'd wait like five minutes to, just to get in i never ever had that issue in fortnite yeah you can straight queue off the back of one game into another one you don't even have to return to lobby or anything you just go straight into the next one and it takes like 30 seconds and you're in yeah and that's it so what it doesn't make sense i want an explanation the only thing i can think of is what i was talking about with with now that there's tons of different q types
1: so many modes and stuff yeah
2: so if you got four q types and then you've got four different like creative as well they've got the creative view they've got creative maybe they lost all of their battle royale player base to creative mode maybe that's what they're not telling <laughs> maybe, you maybe oh, yeah, we've got such big player base but they're all sitting in creative mode maybe yeah. that's what it is
1: maybe but yeah it's it's a I, it's a sad thing I, i've got some comments that uh, i forgot to read out so uh, adam l says mm-hmm. uh back in my day we had to rev <laughs> rev up the dial to log into runescape now you can play a triple a without leaving bed yeah it's amazing honestly mm-hmm. elden ring on a handheld is amazing i can't imagine what cyberpunk would be like in a handheld that's also really really good yeah yeah Yeah. um and then connor says windows 11 on these steam s devices give me the ick yeah i think that was my biggest sort of why that was that was my biggest thing about the ally was that windows windows is just not optimized for a handheld experience and i'm just i'm looking forward to seeing how they develop that no
2: I, I, it's not all the way there for sure, but I wouldn't say it's not optimized. You can still use it relatively well. Mm. And, but this is the thing is that when there are issues with software, you know that those are going to be fixed as opposed to issues with hardware. Like if they, if it came out and it was just like overheating all the time and Mm. the buttons didn't work or something, then yeah. But you can tell that with software stuff, they can just bring out patches to optimize that further. But in my experience, I haven't found it very difficult to use.
1: Mm. and have you plugged it into a like a tv and played it yes on that and what's the experience like
2: yeah it's okay um when using it on a tv i did have to plug a mouse into the dock to use because that's where it kind of gets a bit like okay but you can use gamepad mode to to scroll around your screen and stuff so if you've got a controller plugged in you can do that but i just personally don't like that like it just takes a bit long using a joystick to yeah. move your cursor around the screen so i just plugged a yeah. mouse in and had that on my coffee table cool. which was weird yeah, but yeah.
1: i hope that's uh i know it wasn't a question connor but i hope that's answered your thing about <laughs> having an ick with the windows 11 devices um i just also wanted to what while, while you're here jasmine i wanted to touch yeah. on the overwatch 2 uh issues uh activision blizzard i've been talking about them a lot uh, this podcast, but they've confirmed the original Overwatch 2 PvE mode has been cancelled in order to prioritise the live service game. Uh, so uh, in a recent developer live stream, they, they said that the story focused PvE mode has been scrapped uh, as there is no end in sight or defined end date with development. Um yeah, what's your thoughts on that, Jasmine?
2: The whole point of this podcast is just to make me really upset. I think is but, uh, is, is uh, been the running theme. We spoke I mean, about we're Zelda. Not trying to do that. I but... don't like Zelda. We spoke about the Microsoft Activision deal. Don't yep. like that. Spoke about the ASUS ROG ally. I spoke about bleeding costs. Spoke about Fortnite trio gone. Now speaking about Overwatch. This this title of this podcast should have been Jasmine cries at the end, but. <laughs> with Overwatch I am genuinely so confused again t- today has been confusion I've got a duck spinning around my head like I'm dizzy because I don't understand what is going on
1: You've got a loading a loading circle
2: No literally I don't get it the whole point the whole point of them swapping from Overwatch okay not the whole point the biggest point of them swapping from Overwatch to Overwatch 2 moving from a paid game to a free-to-play game was so that they could release this paid story mode this paid campaign on top of their live service overwatch 2 game they wanted to be able to release this as a paid addition to the game people were so excited for it that was the whole point of them moving to overwatch 2 people like yes hero mode is what it was meant to be entitled is meant to be coming now and Hero Mode, the thing is, with Overwatch, with a game like that, you don't get a lot of insight into the lore behind the the characters in the game, despite how many voice lines they have, despite how many cinematics Blizzard make about it. There's very, very little insight into the lore behind these characters, which is just, like, criminal because these characters in this game are really, really cool. But this was meant to be like it. Do you know what I mean? It's meant to be the story behind the characters. It's meant to be like, yeah, you can finally get to see yeah. what the characters are like, see their relationship with each other, see how they all affect one another, blah, blah, blah. And it's meant to be co-op. You're meant to be play it with your friends. And now it's just gone. That's it. And they said, people are going to be like, well, but Jasmine, they said that they're going to bring missions. They're going to bring story missions into the game. What's that going to do? What's that actually going to do for me? What is a story mission? Think about it, Nathan. You don't even play Overwatch 2, right? Here's, here's the comparison. No. A story mission versus hero mode, Hmm. right? Just hearing the two names, do those sound even remotely like the same thing? No. Yeah. Exactly. No,
1: they don't. No, they don't.
2: A mission in a game is nowhere near what a whole extra paid DLC campaign story mode is meant to be. Hmm. Two completely different things. Two completely different things. So the fact that they're even trying to smack us in the face with that and say, yeah, by the way, we're bringing out these missions. Some of them are going to be law based and some of them aren't going to be law based. Blah blah, blah blah Okay, if you're, if you're going to push me over, you don't have to kick sand in my face after <laughs> you've done it. You don't have to do that. It doesn't make any sense to me mm. why they even are trying to like cover their backside with that like claim is that, oh yeah, it's fine because we're going to bring out missions. Mm. There are missions already in the game and people do not care. People don't care.
1: What, do you, were you bothered about an end date? I think uh, Aaron's joined us once again Um, talk about getting kicked in the face. Uh, Aaron's joined us back in, in the, the podcast. Do you, do you want out, me to yeah. add you back, Aaron? the <laughs> chat. Yeah, there you go.
0: What, what do you mean uh, by that, a kick in the face?
1: Cause <laughs> we're metaphorically kicking you in the face while you weren't here. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm um, enjoying Jasmine's thoughts on over because yeah. the okay. No defined end date got me. Like, surely you'd have been patient enough to wait for this why have they just given up they have been there?
2: making this game since 2016 that's 2016. a 2016 it's been seven years and okay i understand they're maintaining a whole other game on the side the live service is two separate games okay yes sure, right games did right games have league of legends they have valorant they have team fight tactics they have legends of rune terror they brought out their new mage seeker story series earlier this year i i Okay, I'm a big Riot Games fan. Okay, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but that's what they did, and they they were just they're just Riot Games. They're not attached to Activision Blizzard.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Secondly, 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 oh, I'm getting so annoyed. I'm getting really, really annoyed. Okay. You can't promise. Essentially the the way they're getting away with this Is they're saying that it was meant to be an addition To the game that they now can't do Because they want to focus on the original basis of the game Even though that's what they said That's not what it was This was a whole independent game on its own That they've basically cancelled And people aren't enraged enough In my opinion about that They've basically cancelled a game That they've had in development That they've promised Mm. For seven years And they've just cancelled it and it's just gone and I why wasn't not, even just inter- why not just one.
1: delay it? Why not just delay it? Why they? Why cancel it completely? I think
2: I'm. I'm guessing what's happened internally is because they probably thought to themselves, they probably set themselves loads of deadlines over the course of the past seven years, and they've never been able to hit them. They've been delaying it and delaying it and delaying it over the course of seven years. It's probably gotten to a point now that it's more trouble than it's worth, and they're just axing it all, incorporating what little they've actually been able to design of the game into missions. Missions. Are you serious? Missions. So that's their way of not completely binning it all off. Yeah. So they can say they've made something from all of these hours and hours that d- developers have put into it that they're probably really disappointed to see it go. I can't imagine that any of them are, you know, thrilled about this. But realistically, it's like they've just canceled a whole game.
1: Mm.
2: And on one end of the spectrum, it is kind of like I always say, I'd rather wait a really long time for a game to come out and it be in its full state a playable state where i'm actually happy to to have paid money for it and whatever else don't yeah. want tons of like you know redfall copycats coming out no but... one would want a copy redfall <laughs> but on the other hand it's like there's no way you have been working on this game for probably more than seven years, there's no way they haven't been working on this mode since Mm. before even the first Overwatch came out. It was probably in development alongside the original, like, game. There's no way you've been working on this game for that long and now you're deciding to bin it off. After you've released Overwatch 2, which whole purpose was so that you could put this DLC into it, why did you even go free to play then? Why did you even swap over to Overwatch 2 then? What was the point? you're telling me you couldn't have made this executive decision eight months ago sorry just had to check the date you couldn't have made made this executive decision eight months ago before the release of overwatch 2 before people who had put hours and hours and hours into overwatch 1 who'd spent money buying overwatch 1 got a bunch of like you know in-game cosmetics and stuff from it then lose a bunch of stuff when they migrate over to Overwatch 2 it wasn't everything that they lost but you know you lose a decent amount of stuff migrating over to Overwatch 2 yeah great for inclusivity purposes or whatever like accessibility people now more people are going to play because it's free to play cool yeah don't make a promise to your already existing player base Mm -hmm. and then double back on it this is what I'm saying they push me to the ground and then they kick sand in my face they didn't do one or the other they did both be for real
1: what is going on it's i can i can feel your frustration aaron uh sorry jasmine um
2: yeah sorry i'm
1: i'm just i'm thrown off i'm thrown off completely uh (laughs) but uh it it is it is annoying isn't it when uh games get cancelled or delayed or whatever but yeah it's also never nice when the base are promised something and they don't get it as well um it's just a shame that this stuff has to happen. And it's probably a shame that we probably have to end the podcast right there, guys. Yeah, sorry for going on um, for so long. No, it's absolutely fine. Thank you so much uh, both for, for joining us on today's podcast, Jasmine. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you so much for your chat today with Zelda and uh, Microsoft and ROG Ally stuff and Fortnite and Overwatch. And thank uh, thanks, Aaron. No worries at all. Uh, thanks, Aaron, for popping back at the end. Really appreciate it, mate. And thank you for being on the pod as always. Uh, really great show. Um, you have a How good, you, good, I... good time there.
0: Good. Yeah, time I off? was, I was working, believe it or not, in, in a way. And <laughs> some exciting things are happening. But I just want to say, like, as an Overwatch, two, uh, like as a single player shooter games fan, I am in those that probably not as much as Jasmine. That I'm incredibly frustrated that we're not getting a single player focused campaign for Overwatch Two. It wasn't um,
2: single player it was co-op. Well, it's
0: it'd be it'd be that classic it, it's playable play, in single player. It is playable players. single
2: player, yeah. Yeah. But it yeah, was yeah, meant yeah. to be co-op. That was the whole like fun of it. Is that you obviously when you play Overwatch you normally have like a group of friends that you play with. So the point was that you could take that same group of friends and play this campaign with them. Anyway, if I start yeah. talking about it again, I'm going to get really angry.
1: No, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um yeah, I I I don't play Overwatch, but I can I can understand both your frustrations on there and um yeah where do we go from here i don't know the only place to say i think the only thing to say is goodbye from here so thank you both goodbye. for joining us on today's podcast we'll see you in the same place on the youtube channel next week on wednesday at 4 p.m for the next mirror game walkthrough uh, but i'm sure we'll do a live stream or two uh, in the meantime so make sure you subscribe to the channel to catch any of those and we've got a few videos as well that be going up over the next few days so make sure you get those as well uh, but for the mirror game walkthrough we we'll We'll see you next Wednesday at 4 p.m. We'll catch you soon. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye, 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 bye.